Today is the second of three weeks as we talk about Can We Talk, um, dealing with some of the hot button issues and having conversations about that. We are living in angry times. <laughs> Wherever we go, whether to church or school or City Hall or Washington, D.C., whatever we watch, whether cable, television, Facebook, or the local theater, and however we do things, whether by email or Twitter or telephone, in person or in a meeting, in it all, our culture is rife with conflict. Christians appear to be caught up in the same antagonism and disgust for one another that is evident elsewhere. We fight among ourselves on the various media while the world looks on. What has happened? These are the opening words um, in David Fitch's new book titled, The Church of Us Versus Them. <laughs> Freedom from a Faith that Feeds on Making Enemies. I've listed that as one of the things in your bulletin. So if you want to read that book, if that makes you interested in that, it's, it's there. I'm reminded when I think about that book of a, of a nursery rhyme, you may know it as well. It reads, there once were two cats of Kilkenny. Each thought there was one cat too many. So they fought and they fit and they scratched and they bit till accepting their nails and the tips of their tails instead of two cats, there weren't any. Today, I want to talk to you about division in the church. Now, I, I hope that some of the words that I'll say will be useful in your area of business and in your family and in your discussion of politics. Many of the same principles could help in each of these. But we need to have a family discussion about what is going on in our midst and what we want to do about it. Here at Atascacita United Methodist Church, we are a diverse church in many ways. We do not see eye to eye on many things. We have those in our church family who politically believe differently about the role of government in our lives, about the balance between border security and humane treatment of immigrants, about the best solutions in the area of health care, about investing in public education versus school choice. We have those in our church family um, who with conviction hold differing views on abortion and on the death penalty. We have those who believe that worship is best expressed in a contemporary style with drums and the lifting of hands, and those who worship best with liturgy and hymns and the choir. And we have those in our church whose best reading of the Bible and personal understanding of the faith lead them to believe that the practice of homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching. And we have those whose best reading of the Bible and personal understanding of the faith lead them to believe that there is no prohibition against monogamous, loving relationship between persons of the same sex. 
These are big issues. <laughs> and they are ones that we are not likely in this lifetime to come to full agreement on. And so the question becomes for us, how do we function as the church when we disagree? I believe that it is our very diversity that makes us a real witness to the world and to each other when we, in the midst of our diversity, join together to focus on a common mission. When we can value unity, not uniformity, then we can value each other's strengths and stand shoulder to shoulder in love and in ministry to help each person take their next step with Jesus, to connect with God, to grow in faith, and to go to serve the waiting world in the name of Jesus Christ. I have no illusions that we can change the course of the United Methodist Church, less yet that we can affect wholesale change in the larger mainline Protestant church in the U.S. or in the world. But I do believe that we can change how we treat each other locally, right here in our church family. We're going to today look at the advice of Paul and then of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement back in the 1700s, and the words of Jesus to form our common desire to make the way of Christ known and loved in our own community. As your pastor... It is my earnest prayer and desire that we will all choose to believe and to act like the need of our community to have a church that is biblical and Wesleyan and loving and serving in the name of Jesus Christ is more important than any single one of our own preferences that our world is so fractured, our families so stressed, our young people so assaulted by distractions away from the faith that we have no other job than to be the healthy body of Christ that God has called us to be in this time and in this place. So let's start. With today's scripture. You see, the, the issue of division in the church, it's nothing new. And in the churches that Paul started, he was always calling them back to unity, away from those disagreements that creep in whenever people get together and look at their differences rather than at their common faith. In the Corinthian church, Paul pleads with them, Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. Apparently, back in the first century, and I'm so grateful that we do not have this issue today, people were focused on church leadership and aligning themselves with one or another pastor. Peter, Apollos, Paul. And as we read further in 1 Corinthians, we'll see that there were also problems with which spiritual gifts were the best. So arguments 
about who was the most spiritual broke out. Theirs was also a diverse congregation made up of rich and poor and Jew and Gentile and slave and free. And so different worldviews were going to be a given. Paul argued that it is only in seeing our unity in the crucified Christ and our identity as the body of Christ that unity is possible. Paul will not let the Corinthians or us be satisfied with the church in its divided condition. Now, there may not be any quick solution to the problems, but there can be no casual acceptance of it either. And he calls them family. He says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, no matter the problems that he's bringing up, they are still his family. And family members come at important issues differently from each other. But at the end of the day, family is family. Unity in identity versus uniformity. We too would do well to remember our family connection to each other. Paul can help us to discern that even those who differ with us are our brothers and our sisters and can help us to deal with those who differ with us in a spirit of care and compassion and love. In another one of Paul's letters to the church in Ephesus, he again deals with this issue of division in the church. Hear his words in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 3 through 6. Paul writes, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called to one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. I want you to note the repetition Paul uses of this word one. Together we are more than what divides us. For first century Christians, just like for us, tribalism is a comfortable mindset to fall into. It's so easy to draw lines between the insiders and the outsiders. First century Christians felt discord between Jews and Gentiles, and we may not line up along those boundaries anymore, but you can bet we're still tribalist at heart. Left versus right, liberal versus conservative, citizen versus immigrant, educated versus less educated, urban versus rural, and it goes on and on. But here's what Ephesians can teach us. Even though unity is a lot easier when there is uniformity, unity out of diversity is actually closer to the heart of God. It reminds us that the heart of God calls us to focus on what we all can be for rather than what we might be against. So what are we for at Atascacita United Methodist Church? 
We believe that, that gathering as a community to worship and celebrate the sacraments of Holy Communion and baptism is critical. We believe that we have a responsibility to raise up people of all ages in the Christian faith through small groups and Bible study and fellowship opportunities with a particular need to focus on the young. We believe that we are called to serve our community and beyond through outreach in the name of Jesus Christ, and we use the words connect, grow, and go to remind us of our call to help people of all shapes and sizes and ages and worldviews to take their next step with Jesus on the path of discipleship. And it's our diversity that makes us strong here. You can reach people that I cannot. Your social circle is different from mine. And God gives you and I different opportunities to reach others to help them in their faith development. Unity in purpose, not uniformity in opinion. John Wesley also had some things to say about Christian unity in the midst of disagreement as well, particularly in his sermon titled, A Catholic Spirit. And that reference is also on that same page if you'd like to go and read that whole sermon. Wesley writes, Though we cannot think alike, may we not all love alike? May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion? Without doubt we may says Wesley. And then using sort of an obscure passage from 1 King, he also expounds on this question and answer. Is your heart right as my heart is with your heart? If it is, give me your hand. Wesley reminds us that while in this world, we can only know in part, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, We only know in part, and that the truth is that our earnestly held opinion could be wrong. Wesley goes on to write, Every wise man, therefore, will allow others the same liberty of thinking that he desires that they should allow him, and will no more insist on their embracing his opinions than he would have them insist on his embracing theirs. He is patient with those who differ from him and only ask him whom he desires to unite in love that single question, is your heart right as my heart is with your heart? He's asking, do our hearts agree that God is God? That Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God, that he died for our sins and was raised from the dead? And do you live your life of faith under the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself. If so, he says, give me your hand. Friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, there are important issues in the church today. There are important issues in the world And we do not agree on some of them. The decision that we have to make as a family 
is whether or not we can learn to disagree without putting down the other. To choose to treat each other as family. To give each other our hand in service as we go about the life-changing work of Christ in our community. To embrace our diversity of thought as that which makes us a witness to the world, to the real unity found in Jesus Christ, rather than to insist on uniformity of thought on these hot-button issues. There is much at stake if we get it wrong. There is much to be gained if we get it right. So I'll close with Jesus' prayer in John 17 as he's praying for his disciples just before his death. And I'll start with verse 20. And Jesus says, I ask not only on behalf of these, those disciples around him, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word so that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. And here's this, so that the world may believe that you sent me. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, Lord, this morning we come to you repenting of those times that we have chosen to build barriers through our words or actions with those that you have called us to be in relationship with in this your church. Forgive us and free us, O Lord, to search for those things that are a common purpose, that define us as a church, that we may be for the world what you already know that we can be, the body of Christ in this world today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.